American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purpose, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Coach Q and Chris Green. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, how's it going, everyone? We all good? AFF Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm for real, people. American Football in Finland is currently available on more than 25 different platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. Let's get into this show today. We're going to talk about the 2022 Maple League season and how we think the teams are going to finish this year, how we think that they're going to finish this whole season out. We're not talking about who we think is going to win the Maple Bowl per se. Let's talk about who we think is going to win the regular season and leave it at that. That way we can readjust these before the playoffs. The 2022 season looks to be very competitive. We've made our preseason predictions online, but we'll actually go into depth today to discuss why we made those picks. So let's start at the bottom, guys. Let's start at the, who do we think, you know, is going to be that team that just, they're at the bottom of the league this year. I'll start it off. For me, my number seven would be UNC. The only reason I think that they would, they're going to be in last is because I've heard almost nothing about what they've done in the offseason to get better. That's pretty much it. They weren't that great last year. They haven't addressed anything that they should have addressed from last year. I don't see them being as competitive as we want them to be this year. What about you, Q? Who do you have at number seven? We have the same pick for number seven for the same reasons. I believe UNC doesn't have the depth to compete with the rest of the like big teams. Like you said, we just haven't heard anything, any acquisition in the offseason to prove otherwise. So I feel like they'll probably be towards the end of the pack just for the simple fact of they haven't showed anything. They haven't showed us what they have or what are, what are they planning on bringing out. If they don't boost up that roster, then they'll definitely be in the back of the pack. What about you, Chris? You, you're agreeing with us? Yeah, there's a bit of a trend going on here. I've got UNC at seven as well. Losing the likes of the Johnson brothers, not being at that franchise this year, a new quarterback, a new system. We've not really heard many major signings that they've had so far. I just don't think that they're going to be anywhere near the playoff. I think number seven was quite easy for me to pick, you know, but hey, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong, UNC. What you got? But moving on to six, I'm going with the Butchers. Pretty much the same reasons for why I'm going with UNC at number seven. They've not made nearly enough changes in the offseason to make me feel like, okay, they're going to, you know, compete for that playoff spot. They're going to put a lot of pressure on Brandon Gwinter and Miko Seppinen to make this team what it is. I think that's a mistake on their part. I think that they could have tried a little bit harder. But as Chris just said, you could prove me wrong, Butchers. I'm going to stop riding the fence on this. I'm going to call the Butchers what they are. I'm going to call them Dallas Cowboys all this season until they prove me wrong. I'm just, I'm going to make that. Butchers, you're one of my favorite teams, but for right now, you're the Dallas Cowboys to me. You had a good ride back in the day. You keep showing potential over and over. You got great players every couple of years, but we still can't get that playoff victory. You get that playoff victory, and I'll stop calling you the Cowboys. What about you, Q? Who do you have for six? 
six, we're we're the same again. Butchers for the same reasons. I think it'll be a long season for Brandon Gwinner. A lot will be on his back. If he can stay healthy, that obviously gives them the best chance to do some things. But just from the signings, just from depth perception, it's going to be pretty hard. Just just like with UNC, it's going to be pretty hard with them to compete with teams that do have depth. They have no major signings besides Brandon Gwinner. There hasn't been any major signings to the Butchers in my eyes. But then again, they have to play the games. We have to see the product that the Butchers put on the field. So like Chris said, Butchers prove us wrong. But right now, if I had to pick somebody, you know, to be in the top four, they just wouldn't make it. There's no slot against them. It's just I just haven't seen much or heard much to get excited about again. So I think we're right with the Butchers being six. What about you, Chris? We're we're agreeing on this one as well. Yeah, I, I promise the listeners we've actually not been talking about our ratings beforehand. <laughs> These are all individual, but yeah, I've also got the Butchers at six. Again, similar reasons. I can't wait to see what Brandon Gwinner does in this offense. Yeah, I think that yeah. he's a good QB for the system that they've got, but they really needed to address some issues on the offensive line that they had last year. Jabari was running for his life a lot of the time last season. So is that going to be the same this year? Probably because we haven't seen what they've signed in terms of offensive linemen. They need to address that issue right now because it wasn't great last season in terms of offensive line play and defensive line play as well, I would say. I'd say their defense is probably average last season. They were good at times, but inconsistent. And I just think that they need they need a little more ammunition. You had Miko Seppinen playing DB a little bit. I don't think he played much last season. Did he play a bit last season defensive back as well? I think he went Jabari out there once or twice. Safety at times as well. Jabari oh, yeah. <laughs> they did do that. You're like, right. What have you got? What's going on? Like, go make some signings. Do something. Like, even if it's just finished, guys, go and get someone. It's interesting because, I mean, I didn't want to keep talking, but you brought up some really good points talking football, football about this team. And when you look at the butchers, you look at a team that's just not complete. Like you said, their offensive line isn't what it used to be. A few years ago, you could name running backs who come to the butchers and they do great because the butchers O-line is really good. Last year, Jabari had to be their running back and quarterback. You look at their receiving core, they've had, you know, ups and downs, but it's always a pretty good group. Even their youngsters are pretty good at receiver side, but on the defensive side, uh, this team gives up the butt against the pass. They've always been able to handle the run as good as anybody else in the Maple League, but their weakest position has always been, you know, those cornerbacks, those DBs, when they don't have an import out there. Back when they had a Mitch Daly and a Roman runner a while back, they did okay. But if they don't go get any imports, do they really have the finished talent in that position? I don't think they do. I think that's what just makes it tough because then you're always behind. It's a passing league and teams are going to be able to pass against you at will. So if a team can run and pass against you, it's going to be tough for the Butchers, like what Keith said. I mean, we can talk about this all day. Uh, Dallas Cowboys of uh, Maple Leaf. Side note, when I was in Qatar this, these last few months, I'm walking down the hallway in the gym. Who do I run into? Mr. Roman Runner. Really? Yes. Runs into Roman Runner. I believe he is part of something with the Air Force. I'm not sure if he's actually in the Air Force or not, but he's he's a a part of something in the Air Force. And we ran into each other, man, in Qatar. It was crazy. But uh, just speaking of the butchers, they went backwards compared to what they looked like when, like, he was playing with them. So butchers, it's time to step up, man. It's time to turn this organization back around to what it was before. 
I like to talk to the butchers like you talk to your children or even a player that you're coaching. We're only hard on you because we believe in you, okay? That is why we're so hard on the butchers. We believe in that organization. So let's move it on to team number five. We actually disagree here from what I have written down. So uh, Q, tell us who you have at number five. I went with Coca Eagles. The reason I had them at five, which I know I shouldn't, I should probably went fourth, but I can't do DP like that. They've been on the brink for a while. But Coca, putting them in anything higher than five would be a slight to everybody else because they're the new guys. And I think that'll play a part when it comes to games where you just have to make that play. You just have to make that defensive stop. Sometimes teams that haven't been in that situation, they find it hard to do that. And I think Coca, uh, they, I mean, having Chris Forcier with the guys they have, they're going to be a good team. But are they going to be a playoff team in the Maple League? I'm not sure yet. But for me to put them in the top four, it's just a little premature right now. I'm not going to give them that right out the bat. They got to show me. You already put them above two other teams. I mean, that's some respect. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah, like you put them respect. in last because they're new. <laughs> they did win the first division, and they've actually won it a couple times. They're a winning team. I think you putting them at five isn't a bad idea because, you know, they're a winning team, but they're not a Maple League winning team. The Eagles could be a team that they could be on the fence all season. We could be at the end of this season looking at the Eagles and two or three games going the other way. They're a playoff team or they're in the Maple Bowl, something like that. Kind of reminiscent of last year when you looked at the Butchers, who even though they made the playoffs, they had a chance to knock off the Roosters. And you're like, oh, if they play like that, they could give anybody, even the Steelers, a run and didn't get the right matchups and games that they needed. What about you, Chris? Who do you have at five? Now, I could have gone either way, four and five. I think this was one of the hardest picks for me. I've actually gone the Crocs at five. I think we're going to see some surprises from the Eagles, which is why the Eagles above the Crocs. But the Crocs at five for me, they've got Zach Whitehead back at QB. We didn't really see much of him last season. He did get hurt earlier on. Yes, in power we trust CP. You know he's always going to produce. But what about the rest of the team? They've got a young defensive back who played at SGS in Bristol and he's also played in Germany. I think he's from Belgium. Decent young talent, but again, unproven. Zach Whitehead is unproven in the Maple League. We don't know what we're going to get from him. What weapons does he have to throw to this season? Gone are the times when Senioki had the likes of Spencer and Timmy Thomas, that one-two punch of receivers with Justin slinging it to those two guys. We don't really know what to expect from Zach Whitehead this season. So that's why I put him at number five. Actually, I have the Crocs at number five, too. And I think right here, we'll just talk about four and five. Because if, if me and you both have them at five, I have the, the Eagles at four. Chris, who do you have it for? I've so got we can the say Eagles it. at four as well. And then, Q, and then Q, who do Crocs. you have it for? Crocs. So Crocs. Let, let's just talk Crocs and Eagles, four and five. Let's just talk it out for a couple minutes here before we move on. You know, mix it up a little bit. I think these two teams are going to be interesting. We're looking at two teams that are on the fringe. We're all saying this is that we don't know with these two teams. On paper, both of these teams are similarly talent and, you know, skill-wise, even coaching-wise. You could check and minus and you would end up with really close score. It's going to go down to who plays better in the big games for these two teams. In my opinion, it's going to go down to who plays better against each other. 
I think these two teams are going to play each other twice. I like the Eagles on the road better than I like the Crocs on the road, which gives me the idea that the Eagles might might get two wins instead of a one and one split. I think the Eagles can travel. I don't like the Crocs traveling to Kotka. In case you guys don't know where Kotka is, it's not very close. To it's very near the water on the southeast side of the country. It's not far from Kovala, right? That small little town. Oh, it's oh it's oh it's not very far from Kovala at all. When I used to coach for Kotka, I lived in Kovala. It's a 45 minute drive. Um, mm-hmm. not very far at all, but it's much further from Sinioki. I just feel like if you've ever seen the Crocs play, traveling is not something they want to do. They've always banked on being able to play Vasa. Take that away from this season. They're gonna have to travel a lot these travel games are going to catch them. They're going to not have as many players. A couple of guys aren't going to be able to make it and it's going to hurt them because they're going to need that type of depth. And Kotka is not a place you want to play either. You know, what's really interesting. I'm sidebarring guys. What's really interesting about us doing this podcast is that we've been doing it for six years now. So we give you guys a lot of background history on these teams and organizations. And Kotka is one of those teams that's very similar to Kuopio when they came into the league. They have a very good home atmosphere. They can win every game in Kotka because they have a very good game day experience, home fans, and they do it right. That could be trouble playing against a team like the Crocs. But uh, what about you, Key? What do you think differentiates these two teams? I think the Crocs have been on the brink they don't make these exciting uh, signings at quarterback. I don't know if it's just hard to get certain quarterbacks to come there because of the running game history they have. Now they're like, they switched from what they used to be. You know, it used to be a gunslinging offense. Now it's basically CP, you know, and Powell. So I want to say that they're going to show us something different than what we've seen, but I think it'll still be some of the same. I just think their running game, I just think he's way stronger than the, the latter teams. I just think if it's up to him, if it comes down to them stopping him, I think he will win. That's what I'm saying. So that's how we trust. You can't be yeah, wrong it's like, with that. I feel like I'm disrespecting, disrespecting the Crocs by saying that they're not better than Coca after they already showed us that they can, they can make a run, you know, mm-hmm. like with, with the, with the smallest of, of a roster, they can still have a chance. And I think, Powell is just too strong of an individual, too good of a player. And I think he likes to carry that team on his back. Speaking of carrying things on your back, shameless plug for CP. You know, he's started his own company and it's a a weight vest company where he's wearing a weighted vest while he works out. So obviously carrying a team on his back ain't too far from him. He's turned (laughs) into a business. He's done it so much, he turned it into a business. So that's definitely something CP can do. You know, if you guys are interested in, you know, a little off-season training, you know, hit up Christian Powell. I think his uh, Instagram is like Biz Shop is something like that. Just type yeah. in Christian Powell. He show up. You're right. He carries the team on his back. I think, like you said, it could be a mix-up between four and five. Coca could obviously be four or two or higher, depending on how the games go. But I think the Crocs have earned enough for respect. me to say that they should be playoffs. Yeah. What about you, Chris? What are you thinking about? What, what differentiates these two teams for you? Not a lot, really, in my opinion. I think touching on what you said, Purvis, about Kotka and how they've built from the ground up, they've done it right. They've gone through Division One. They've won Division One. They they weren't quite ready to go up to Maple League, so they played again. Didn't win it that year, but then they've won again. So they are a proven winning team, and they are doing the right things. 
are they maybe the Quapio of the future? Because Quapio did exactly the same thing. They built from the ground up. They worked their way through Division 2, then Division 1, and are now a successful franchise in the Maple League. Are we going to see that from Kotka as well? Are they going to be, are they going to show glimmers of maybe being the Steelers of the future? And that's why I think I put them above the Crocodiles. I also agree with you about traveling as well. The Crocs, they don't travel well. It's a hard place to play in in Kotka. I think Chris Forcier, he's proven he'll do well in that offensive scheme. They'll be able to use him well with his legs and his arm. And I just think that could go either way. There's not yeah. a lot between these two teams, in my opinion. I think it was one of the hardest choices for me in the top seven was, was four and five between these two. You know what you're going to get from the Crocs. You know you're going to get Powell. Got that for the past five seasons, but no one's still been able to stop it. So you're still going to get that. Are Crocs going to be one of the teams that figure that out? Who knows? We'll see. I just want to throw out this last you know, tidbit of information for anybody listening. Three of the last four teams to be promoted to the Maple League have made the playoffs in that inaugural season, starting with the Vossel Royals, then the Quopio Steelers, and then the Helsinki Wolverines. All three of those teams made it, and actually the Steelers went to the Maple Bowl right away. I want to say, did the, did the Royals go to Maple Bowl the first year too? I don't think they did the first Maybe year, the no. the second year. I, I could be wrong, but all, I all three of those second team, year because I think it was Roosters Crocs that year, mm-hmm. and then and then Vasa got there. Look at it this way: of those three teams, all three of those teams came into the Maple League, and within the first two years, made the Maple Bowl. Throwing that out there, just in case people don't understand, like how good these Division One teams are. Now UNC came in and did not do much of anything last year. Okay, I don't want to be too disrespectful, but were they really the Division One champions? You know, the Eagles <laughs> really were the Division One champions. And they changed their entire team when they came into the Maple League. Compared to these other teams, when you talk about the Wolverines, the Royals, and Steelers, they progressed into the, the first division, not changed the entire team. So the Eagles, they progressed. They didn't do it like UNC. They did like those other three teams that actually made the Maple League playoffs. So I'm just putting this information out there, guys, that three of the last four teams to be promoted have made the Maple League playoffs in the first season and made the Maple Bowl in the first two seasons. So Eagles could be one of those teams. Lots of talent in the Maple League this season. So let's throw out some early MVP candidates for everyone following the league. Q, lead us off. Give us somebody. Tell us why. Uh, I'm going with uh, Bryce Stancombe, which is the new quarterback for the Helsinki Roosters. Just a little background on him. He went to the University of Indianapolis. He played for, I want to say played, maybe he was there for seven seasons. Oh, wow. Professional college athlete, you know, with COVID and injuries to kind of push it out but uh the guy has a big arm for what the roosters do i think he'll be a a, a plug-in quarterback i mean we've seen the roosters win with everybody so i don't really think it matters who's that quarterback but i think he'll put up some big numbers um with that offense with some younger guys younger receivers some vet receivers coming back so chose him as my uh, preseason mvp that makes sense everything you said really makes sense he could be that guy last four or five seasons the quarterback for the Roosters usually is in the in the discussion of MVP, right? 
no matter who that person would be. What about you, Spencer? Who's somebody that you got your eyes on for the season? Well, there's only one person in my mind. Uh, that is Christian Powell. Yeah, okay, I've got biases because I played with him, but uh, he carries teams. He wins games on his own. No one can stop him. Uh, I mean, every year he's been an absolute you know, world-class player in terms of what we see in the Finnish league. Um, he's decided to stay again. And I think his motivation has never dropped and is just the most consistent player I've ever seen in this league. Maybe minus you know, some of the all-stars like Rojo and stuff like that. I think he's definitely up there with the, the Spearses of the of this league in the history of it. And that's why he, he's the, you know, shoe in for it for me. There's no other one. But I will throw in a ringer, you know, because I think CP is an, an easy vote. So I'm going to go with uh, Martin Emos for the Wolverines. Wild. I've played with him. I've experienced what his speed is like, his athleticism. And I think if you can get the ball to him, especially in the Finnish league where like, you know, people with speed kind of, you know, they do well. I think he could put up some real big numbers for a team that's looking to, you know, challenge for the title this year. So I think he's got a lot of potential to be a touchdown machine. So uh, that's my ringer for the MVP, MVP pick. What about you, Chris? Uh, throw out some names, man. You already know I'm going to say. I'm going to have to back my guy from last year. I mean, Lee, Lee Anthony Reasonover. Keep taking my picks, dude. Yeah, this, <laughs> hey, this, guy, this guy this guy was a machine last season. Corporal managed to retain him. Like he, He's not a one-hit wonder for me. He's going to be just as effective, if not more effective this year. Like Everyone knew what he was doing and what he did last year and he was still so successful all year and I agree with Spencer it was like CP as well consider real consistent player but I think Reasonover gets it uh for me again big ups to the Steelers for bringing him back as well because they've they've had good running backs in the past the four years they've been in the Maple League they've had four good running backs right each year they kind of change and you're always like why when you have a, a successful formula there's got to be something different about that guy nice to see it being sustainable this year and bringing and bringing someone back and getting a bit of continuity for their offense you know having that stalwart that he was last year back this year again is is going to speak volumes for them for that team uh, let me go with Chris Forcier. This is my opinion. I can't speak for anybody else in the world, but I believe that this man was shortchanged in his time in Helsinki. He has a quarterback's arm. He can throw the thing. But what he brings that a lot of quarterbacks out here don't bring is a, a ridiculous athleticism at the position. And I'm not talking about a guy that can run and then just toss the ball around. He can run with the ball, looking downfield, make throws that you can't have done but last time he played, he wasn't in a system that allowed him to do that. The play calling was sporadic. The offense had no identity. He didn't know there weren't any playmakers that he consistently had the ball go to or that plays were designed for, if that even makes sense. But Chris Forcier has proven like time and time again that if you get put him in a situation where he needs to win, if he needs to make a play, he will. And I think him going to Kotka is the perfect situation for him. I think that team will support him as the leader of the offense and let him do what he does well. And if he does that, they could be a force. They could be a playoff, even a Maple Bowl contender this season. So I'm going to put Chris Forcier on the list. I think if he plays great, you're looking at the Eagles in a whole new light. If he plays bad, 
I, I don't believe it'll be because he's playing bad. I think that if you put him in situations to be a scapegoat, that's what the quarterback always is. I just think that he's one of those players that we haven't seen him in a good situation in Finland yet. And we've seen other players go that route, come to Finland, get on a bad team, not play well. They're gone. They go other places, play great. So hopefully the second chance for him, we'll get to see the real Chris Forcier. And I think that's one of the top five players in the league easily. Well, Forcier, I can I can see Forcier being in the talks, you know, top five if he yeah. if he has a good season, but it's gonna take a lot for him to get it. But he definitely it's definitely possible. So yeah, I I you know, I give Chris a nod too. All right, I'm gonna throw out my last one then. This is a this is a, a true one. I think people are gonna understand it when I explain it. Uh Miko Seppinen. I believe wholeheartedly that Miko Seppinen is, you know, one of the best players in the Maple League season after season after season. Um, he's had a few seasons where he put up MVP numbers. I don't think Porvo is going to put up um, MVP numbers as a team this year, but I do believe that they will win or lose on his back. I'm not saying that anyone else is less important, but if they need to win a game, he's going to have had to have something to do with it. If they lose a game, it's going to be because a team took him away. And now I'm using the, you know, the negative positive position of MVP. He's the most valuable player to a team in the Maple League. I know we talk a lot about CP and his value and it's very similar, but I do believe that, you know, you're looking at two different organizations. The Crocodiles have, have found ways to be competitive over the years before and even after CP, they will always find ways. Spencer Cutlet is one of those ways. Look at the Porvo Butchers. Just looking at their team and saying, you know, the last time that Miko Seppinen wasn't in the mix to make them a contender is almost impossible. You go back to your, um, was it Rojo or was it Cedric? One of those Johnsons that was out there. That was the last time I think that team maybe didn't need Miko Seppinen. But this team needs him. And if he's there, they have a shot every week. I'm not going to say, you know, playoffs, Maple all that. But if Miko Seppinen is on the Porvo Butchers, they have a shot. Now, what he will have to do this year that I think he hasn't done in the past is he's going to have to elevate his game. He's been known as a player that he can make other players look really good as well. You know, uh, Seppinen will have to take on that number one receiver role this season. And for him to step into that role and do well, that will put the Butchers on the map. And I think that he will. I think that he's one of those players that is capable of doing it. You know, a longtime veteran, longtime all-star. He's up to the challenge of carrying the poor Blue Butchers. That's a good six. Um, if you're listening and you think we forgot somebody, you know, you think there should be somebody else added to the list, you know, send us a comment. We can be reached on the gram at American Football in Finland. That's where we prefer to be reached. But we also hit us on the email, American Football in Finland at gmail.com. Hit us up. So if you think that we missed some guys, let us know. Um, that's our MVP candidate. So. That's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last word before we get out of here, guys? Q? Well, I'm just excited to see what the guys bring to the table. Um, it's going to be a good season, seven teams, a lot of football to be played. Like we said earlier, this is just preseason prediction. So hopefully people don't take them as personal as before. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, it's, it's nice that we're almost back to that time again where the season is starting. So I'm excited to see what everybody puts out there. How about you, Chris? Yeah, man. Just, hey, anyone, if you're offended, slide in the DMs. Let me know. Prove it to me on the field. Show me. Hey, <laughs> as Purvis always says, my DMs are always open as well. I want to know. Hey, come talk to me. I can't wait for the season, guys. It's going to be a good one. And and as I said, it, it was tough to pick those seven teams you know a couple were easy shoe-ins for me but some of them really really difficult and I can't wait to see how it unfolds last thing I'm gonna say is you know on the podcast we're definitely sticking to you know Maple League stuff but on our Instagram and stuff we're gonna be trying to give some love to the women's league as well this year and I'm actually gonna do picks I'll have predictions out I don't know if they're out before this episode or after but I'll have my predictions for the women's league and just like Chris just said you know if you got a problem or if you like it if you like it even better send me a message you know hit me up with a comment you know at perfect purpose and we'll wrap it up and we're trying to make sure that everybody gets a little bit of exposure out here I think both Maple and the Women's Maple League are going to be very competitive this year. It's going to be a great year for football in Finland, and that's why we're here, AFF. If you enjoy the show, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean. Actually, I think it's Google Podcasts on Google Play, but if you use Android, I'm not upset if you just follow us on Spotify because, I mean, it's just weird if you use Google Play or Google Podcasts. But wherever you do listen to your podcasts, Don't forget to rate us five stars, anything less than that. And we know that you are a hater. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget T-I-F. American Football in Finland.